This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I do have to ask you because I'm looking at a review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. What do you think? Uh-oh. It's not, no, Uh-oh. no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. No, I was just going to say, it's not the best of the lot, but I think that it's fun and nostalgic and kind of like the perfect ending for it. I mean, if you're expecting Raiders of the Lost Ark, you shouldn't go in with that expectation. You've got to remember, we're looking at an 80-year-old Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. So, And and it sort of like leans into that as well. It leans into the fact that this is like Indy's kind of like last ride. So I, I think that, you know, his last big mission, and I think if everyone just kind of understands that this is kind of like the bittersweet, like little, you know, icing on the top for this franchise, I think you'll enjoy it. I love Harrison Ford. I I got to be honest. And I think he gets better the older he gets. I really do. I think he's a tremendous actor now. He's somewhat, you know what? He's probably the Jake Gyllenhaal of his time. Kind of underrated, reluctant movie star. Mm -hmm. uh, Never really played into doing the press. The first time he's really leaned into doing the press has been this particular press push for Indiana Jones. And I don't know if it's just like he's at a time in his life where he's kind of like looking back um, or he understands like this for the fans is is the wrap up of Indiana Jones. But he's been leaning into it. He's been bringing his wife Calista Flockhart from for the ride. Normally they're Mm -hmm. very secretive and private about their marriage. And it's been really interesting to watch because he's been a little less curmudgeonly and maybe a little bit more open and warm. And it's been nice to see. That is a good thing to see. So yeah, it's, I I always did like him. Like I told you, I just, I worked with his dad a couple of times and I was, God, I couldn't have been much more than about 18, 19, 20 years old, something like that. Chris Ford was a very nice guy, but he, 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 all he ever talked about was, his, how wonderful his son was, and he really hoped his son would have a great career. And now his son's 80 years old and had a magnificent career. Isn't it crazy, though? It it's is. To think that, like, Harrison Ford is 80 blows my I, mind. I couldn't honest. agree more. It's like, what? So uh, I should go see Indiana Jones' Dial of Destiny, or should I uh, avoid I, it? I think you should go see it. This is a big screen movie. This is not one to sit on your couch okay. and watch. And, you know, I... Listen, it's a, it's because 4th of July is in the middle of the week. I th- a lot of people, I think, are probably taking off maybe the whole week, maybe four or five days, maybe a long weekend. You know, if you have that rainy day, like, go to the theater and enjoy. Like, this is what it's designed for. And this is what, like, summer's all about. You know, if you want a, a film for the kids, go see Elemental. There are some good movies out there. If you want something quirky and weird, go see Asteroid City. Because this this is the time to do it when you sit in a nice, cool theater, big tub of popcorn, and that's the magic of cinema. And I think we forget about that. We've mm-hmm. really forgotten about it in the last mm-hmm. three or four years. You don't have to go to the movies every single week, but I think like right now there's a couple of things that appeal to a lot of different audiences. I just love going to the movie. Th- I, I love going to movie theaters. Always have. I love going to like the first, like an 11 a.m., the first one of the yeah. day when nobody's there. Right. And I can pick my seat, and I know no one will sit around me, and I just sit with a big tub of popcorn and just sit back and relax. Especially when it's, like, really, really hot outside in L.A., when it's, like, 100 degrees. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to sit for two hours in icy, cold air conditioning. One of my favorite things as a, I guess, early tw- late teens, early 20s was going downtown to Minneapolis. Because there used to be a lot of great movie theaters downtown Minneapolis. There was the Gopher Theater and the... 
you know, the Lyric and the, the State Theater and all these magnificent theaters. And the one thing in addition, remember the great movie uh, Gene Hackman and Al Pacino, Scarecrow? You remember that I've movie? I've never seen it. I, I, know, I know the name, but I don't remember the movie. Oh, you guys both have to see it. It's really good. Well, I shouldn't say that because that was a long time ago. So comparatively, who knows? But it was a wonderful movie. But the one great thing about going to downtown Minneapolis is somehow one of the doors would get propped open and all the winos would come in to sleep in the uh, theater. Yeah. You've been through that? Uh, do you remember that? They used to do it in Hibbing, too. They'd hit that exit oh, door sure. and people would yes. pile in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But my favorite of all time was, and I don't want to give the movie away by, by tipping you off to what, what happened, but something happens in the movie, and the guy was 100% wrong, this wino or whatever he was in the back row, but apparently he wakes up just in time to see this scene, and all of a sudden you hear the guy in full voice, he goes, what are you talking to him for? Can't you see he's dead, you dumb son of a bitch? <laughs> hey, that really added a lot to the movie. Thank you. <laughs> see, I used to love that stuff. It's interactive. It's interact. It's a very inner city thing, though. Mm-hmm. That's a very inner city thing. You're not going to see that in the deep suburbs. You no. know what I mean? He was screaming no. at the screen for about five minutes. It was <laughs> quiet and boring in the suburbs. <laughs> I thought it was very, very fun. But so it sounds like there's a lot of great stuff coming up on television and the movie theaters. I love it. Yeah, and it's just you. Know, I think you just have to pick and choose. You know, you look at something like The Flash, and the audience has pretty much said, eh, "We don't want to go see it." I yeah. mean, Warner Brothers is going to take about a two hundred million dollar hit oh, on this film. God. Yeah, it dropped 73% in audience just over a week, which is kind of unbelievable. And, and But this is why we're seeing, and just so everyone understands, Warner Brothers owns Discovery, they own HBO. This is why we're seeing like a lot of things change. HBO, you know, the yeah, streaming service yeah. became Max. They merged Discovery and Max. Um, they're starting, and they just announced this week because they need to start you know, generating more income, they're going to take some of their HBO properties and start selling them to Netflix. So they're going to be streaming there and they're starting off with uh, Issa Rae's Insecure. And I'll be interested to see how this affects HBO, because if you get enough HBO shows on Netflix, do you need your HBO subscription? So now HBO Max is just Max. Mm -hmm. So are they going to get rid of HBO completely? No, HBO still exists on cable. Yeah. As a cable channel. Max exists as a streaming service, which has been combined with Discovery. So if you look at your Max menu now, there's a lot of unscripted reality shows, nature shows. I mean, a whole bunch of things, home renovation shows that have been included with your unscripted. Well, I think it's terrific watching TV for $45,000 a month, you know? (laughs) <laughs> Those channels are not cheap, no. I will tell you that. No. Jesus. It, everybody, back in the day when you cut the cord, you cut your price. But yeah. now when you cut the cord, you double it. <laughs> At least double oh, it. It's man. true. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and they're all, even though they're charging all these subscriptions, they're still suffering. Even Disney Plus has said they are yeah. thinking about starting to sell off some of their properties so that they can go to other streaming networks. And everyone's like, we want it on Netflix. And it's so funny. Everyone tried to fight Netflix and they're realizing Netflix is too big of a giant to fight. They got in way ahead of the game and everyone else lagged behind. And this is what the results of all of this. makes total sense. So what do you got for the rest of the day, sister? Um, 
I have you. That's right. We're going to be talking the family podcast. AJ's going to be filling in for Andy today. Andy's got a doctor's appointment. That's nice. So AJ's a great guy. You know AJ from working here. I do know Uh AJ. Great guy. So it'll be good to see his face. And then I've got to write a bunch of articles. And then I've got a really fun Netflix event tonight with all of their... They're doing a pop-up restaurant. So tonight is the press preview. So Netflix now has a restaurant. But what they're doing is utilizing all of their celebrity chefs to create the menu. Tonight, the celebrity chefs will be there. They won't be there when it's open to the general public, but kind of um, a fun way to experience what you watch on the streaming network and get to eat it in real life. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you on the way out. Is there one movie or TV show that I should absolutely avoid and never watch? (laughs) I never, ever watch. See, you're not going to see to me. I'm, I'm literally the person that I'm like, I can't stand the Game of Thrones. And everyone's going to yell at me because they're like, it's the greatest show think ever. Of, couldn't think I cannot get it. into Game of Thrones to save nope. my life. I'm right there with you. I don't get it. I don't like that guy's hat. You know, the guy That's who why you don't it? watch it. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that hat. So I'm sorry. Too violent for me. It's, it's very the violent. The storylines are a little too much. Plus, so. well, the guy with, I tuned it the first time. The only time I've ever watched that. I turn it on, a guy's banging his sister. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you're out, I'm out at incest. Thanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not into the incest thing. I'll yeah. talk to you later. Good talking to you. Yeah. All right, we will talk to you in a couple hours. <laughs> I will see you soon. Thanks a lot, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. We shall take a break here and be right back in a couple of minutes. Do we have to have Chris Eggert on? Oh, damn it, he's not up yet. He can't hear me. I don't want to take a shot at him unless he's up. Oh, no, he can hear you. Oh, good. You're a disaster. <laughs> he's just <laughs> laughing at me. We do have to take a break, and we'll be right back with the lovely and talented Chris Eggert. He just got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> he's a good man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want uh, to let you know about acoustic wave therapy. Guys, particularly, obviously, Except for, I got to tell you, I'm very honest about this stuff. Catherine has made comments about how this has uh, helped quite a bit by, let me just say, kind of like enhancing things. That's a good way to put it. Guys, I want to let you know about Acoustic Wave Therapy Protocol provided uh, by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective, that's right from Catherine, Science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, which I didn't have, but I still, the, the little blue pill thing, just it's okay, but this is much better. In fact, acoustic wave therapy is the latest advancement in the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Sound wave energy is also used to help repair old or damaged blood vessels. Like you ever been kicked in the nut? No, that's not what they mean. Uh, damaged blood vessels and stimulate the growth of new blood vessels called neovascularization, which allows for better blood flow. Unlike using a pill to create pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem, which is always a wise thing to do. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to erectile tissue. They get rid of that plaque, and that's the whole shooting match right there. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did, and uh, right now receive the special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800. The number, 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. 
The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with the MNFatLoss.com program. really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hadn't been that hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we're having. And I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to mnfatloss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, and save $200 on the program, schedule your free consultation. Save $200. Go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, and always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's 821, now 21 minutes after 8 o'clock. Brittany is not in today because Gogo was up uh, stirring the pot last night, all night. So apparently, And every time I look up, that her picture's up there. Mm-hmm. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. That's and I'm that I'm white slut. <laughs> <laughs> God, she's calling in now. It's huh? like when you take that picture of Jesus in your house, and yes. every time you walk by it, you like feel guilty, or you, it brings out. So I put our picture of Jesus. I'm not comparing Brittany to Jesus, by the way. You I'm should. Just yes. That, uh, I put it down in the basement so he's not staring at me and judging me. You know, every time I walk by the picture. You know what? It's so interesting you bring that up because at one time I, I got in a lot of heat because we were invited to some wedding or whatever, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic, so I, did, I have a good time with religion, you know? It's great. I don't take it all that seriously, but I don't, you know, piss all over it like some people do either. 
Well, we were invited to this wedding, and I didn't know anybody at the wedding. Um, my Catherine did. So we walk in the vestibule, and there's this gigantic, and I'm talking about probably 10 feet high, about 10 feet wide picture of Jesus, right? I mean, this picture is huge. Yeah. And I look it up, and I go, well, who's that now? People got really pissed off at me. I was like, come on, man, really? A 10 by 10 foot picture of Jesus. And I go, oh, who's that now? And you get mad. You're like, didn't that dude deliver my grub hub the yeah, other Yeah, right. Day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved his robe. Didn't I buy weed from that guy a couple weeks ago? <laughs> exactly. Because most hippies look like Jesus. Yeah. That's true. They did back in those days. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, the news with Chris Agert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Just had lunch with Josh the other day. Looking forward to having him on the show, as a matter of fact. Good guy. Met him 40 years ago. I didn't even, apparently, Bo Capral and I were doing stand-up in front of an airplane. This is back when I used to drink. I think I mentioned this to you guys. But uh, I was having a few, and, and, and Bo said, hey, let's go up and do a, like a, an act. So he and I went up and did comedy in the front of the airplane from Chicago to here. So it was only, you know, thank God, 45, quick, 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah, a quick set. But uh, looking back now, that was about 40 years ago. Looking back now, you probably wouldn't get away with that nowadays, I wouldn't think. No. Not after 9-11 and all that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, ee, wait yeah. a minute. But, you know, great, Josh. Yeah. Great having you on. Yeah, you get anywhere close to the front of the plane now. Oh. They're, yeah, they're they're all over you, which understandably. And Catherine, I told you Catherine's story about the duffel bag, didn't I? This is back when we uh, we were living in New York. Still, after we still we had our apartment there. I think there were two years left on the lease when I took the job at KQ. So she would come and go, and I would come and go, and we'd once in a while go together. Comes back after the Fourth of July. She went out there with her her buddy, hanging out. Having a great time. Comes back. She's got the full duffel bag. I go, what would you buy? A bunch of clothing? She goes, no, no. I brought this back for you. Now, this was 1987. 86 or 87. Probably 87. I open it up. The entire thing, which she put in the overhead, by the way, the entire duffel bag was filled with fireworks. No kidding. Can you imagine getting that on an airplane these days? No, that ain't going to happen. No. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, honey, Really? One little spark, the whole plane blows up. But other sure. than that, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it is, it's funny when you t hear people nowadays be like, no, I just brought a little bit of weed in my shoe. I'm, oh. I'm like, I don't know how you would have the balls to do that. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm so afraid to even smell like smoke if I go somewhere. Like, I know. I, how could you ever just walk? I'm like, no, I just put it in my shoe. They never check. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Remember uh, the Wizenator? That didn't take oh, long. Oh, the Wizenator. I remember, yeah. I remember yeah. the Wizenator, absolutely. Jeez. No <laughs> doubt I, I about it. I was just it. reading an article about that a couple weeks ago about, you know, depending on which airport you're flying through. Because also, uh, each state's got different laws as to whether or not you can possess marijuana. Yeah. The TSA yeah. is not a state agency, so they got to run things on. So it's a super, like, convoluted, complicated thing now to like figure out whether or not you can even carry it on a plane so yeah i mean yeah, i wouldn't i would not I, I wouldn't openly i don't know but shh, would would you even check it 
Like put some geef in your luggage and check it? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, probably. I guess maybe if you're traveling from a state where it's legal to another state where it's legal. But even mm-hmm. if there's a layover somewhere in there, I would yeah. feel I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. But I do put like some gummies in my my travel yeah. bag and put that in my checked luggage. So there you go. I don't know. But I mean, once you're on that airplane, it is no longer legal. Once that airplane gets up in the air, it is not legal because the federal government has not legalized it yet. So I've never known anybody get in trouble over that though. So I don't think they've gone too far with it. But yeah. Who knows? I just probably wouldn't do it for it. Do you think they're ever going to – no, Chris, you'd probably know this better than anybody. Are they ever going to legalize THC nationally since it's now medicinal? I feel like it's such a hot potato that this is going to be one where they're going to let the states figure out what they want to oh, do. Yeah. I just – I, you know, I, it's one of those things like you can tell the, the federal government doesn't want to deal with it. So they'd be yeah. like, mm-hmm. yep. I think the states have the power on this one, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of like that's their default answer. But I mean, the flip side of that is just like a lot of the states that have decided to legalize it. Um, they know there's money to be made off it. And, you know, if, if it would have become a federal thing, there'd be a lot of money to be made on it from a bringing in tax money standpoint. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It's a. Yeah. And when it's it's such a complicated thing too when um, uh, when they are talking about the um, just money exchange because uh, technically you can't a bank can't accept it because it's it's against the federal right. law. I mean, it's a right. whole like right. it's a whole really complicated thing. So a lot of those businesses are run with cash, and um, yeah, it's a, it's. I saw a piece a couple of years ago about, I think it was in, in Colorado when they legalized and how these people who are selling it, these businesses who are selling it had a really hard time just dealing with the money component of it. Mm-hmm. So, Do you think, I mean, it's going to be kind of interesting. Rudy and I were talking about this earlier uh, at the very beginning of the show. What are they going to do about this THC medicinal thing when it becomes available in gummies and, you know, to what up to two pounds a pot you can have in the mm-hmm. next that's about a year and a half away right something like that i think before that, anybody's selling it here probably yeah, yes yeah. But. but i mean it's going to drop the price quite a bit isn't it because medicinal marijuana I, is not cheap i would think so and i would go ahead Rudy. yeah i was going to say a friend of mine in california we just talked about this he said that weed prices are rock bottom right now like there, there, there is so much yep. inventory, they yep. have to be able to move it. So yeah, eventually, yeah, you're right. Because right now, you try to buy, and it oh. is incredibly expensive. Even the THC drinks. Yep. I mean, I think they're like if you go to a bar, they're like eleven dollars a pop. They're eight bucks from the grocery yeah, store. Absolutely. Eight bucks a yeah. pop. And eventually, Woo. when this stuff becomes much more legalized, you'll probably see a, a drop in price. I will tell you one thing about those. They're legal, 100 percent legal. But I will tell you, there's a certain neighborhood that I might live in that. The neighbors really like those drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you that. Yeah. Because I got a couple of cases of it sent to the house, uh-huh. and they're, they're fun. The root beer one went over really big. Yeah. I will tell you that. So, you know, next time you come over, Chris, you get all high. And... Nah, I don't know. Nah, I, nah. I, nah. I got teenage kids. I'm not, I'm not you know, uh, I'm not against it, but I, I'm trying to. Yeah. I, somebody, somebody gifted me a, some of it. A uh, couple months ago, when it was first around, and yes. I, I gave it to a friend because I just I don't know, like my kids see me drink beer, 
but I'm also like, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what do you, what's the right move on that? Well, you're the father, so you make that choice, man. Yeah. Well, you made the right choice for your family, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear. So what's happening in the news? <laughs> We're just talking about all these different things. That, yeah. Uh, here's what's happening in the news this morning. Money, 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 and money. There. Yeah. That's all the news. So that's pretty, that's usually how it goes, right? It is indeed. Is there Are there any big stories we should be knowing about? Well, there was a huge story out of Richfield last week that oh, we reported okay. on this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of turkeys attacked a mail carrier. I saw that oh. this morning on your show. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Laughing. The guy got hammered by those yeah, turkeys. It's not, I mean, it's not funny. We no. have, I mean, it's, it, is, it is funny, but it's not funny. But he, I mean, he got his hands and, and scratched up and crap. Yeah. So, yep. Um, I, I've never, I mean, everybody sees them all around in the Twin Cities now. I mean, it's, they're pretty commonplace. Um, I've never found them to be aggressive, but I, have you guys ever had an encounter with a turkey? Nope, a goose. Okay, well, a goose yeah. I, are, they're, they're well known for being, <laughs> you know. Man, it was at, uh, oh, God, what was that? Wasn't it, I don't think it was at Calhoun back in the day. Before it was Bidet Makaska or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't remember which, the Lake Harriet or one, I don't know, it was one of them. But this goose, I don't know what the hell I did, but that goose was so pissed off at me. And they're fast, too, by the way. Yeah. They can move. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be more, go ahead, Rudy, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say the uh, the turkey thing. Mike Brody, a friend of show, has oh, a story sure. about getting attacked by a turkey in the Richfield <laughs> Best Buy parking lot. <laughs> That he tells on stage, and I've had encounters with them in, in Richfield many a times because they're Why? just, for some reason, you know, it, it almost feels like I am legend. Because all of these animals <laughs> out of nowhere now you have showing up and just like overrunning the city. Like the amount of deer that I see in St. Louis Park on a weekly basis, yeah. they're everywhere now. And turkeys are the same way. And I'm looking at your report on Channel 5, Chris. That's my, my I, I just was waiting for him to cross my driveway the other day. That's my letter carrier. That's the No I, kidding. I, I could, really? Yeah, I live in Richfield. I live right next oh, to Holy God. Angels. Yeah. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, wait, I just saw that guy yesterday <laughs> dropping off my mail. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, and they're everywhere right now. They are everywhere in Richfield. And Why know, Richfield? Do you think maybe the there's the there's like the the nature center, which is yeah. you know a lot of a lot of foliage, a lot of food yeah, for true. the turkeys. Probably yep. they are. Yeah, it is. Man, huh? Wow, I didn't even see this until you just mentioned it. So I'm glad you brought it up. I saw it this it, morning. Well, on, on, I, was, I was getting ready to come to work. Uh, and I'm watching you do the turkey stories. Like, whoa! Mm-hmm. Look like it was a little uncomfortable for those that fella. I know, and I, you know, I don't know if I had to pick one to be attacked by versus the other. I'd rather be attacked by a goose. I feel like that would be easier to just grab its neck and just freaking plop. You know, grab it and smash it on the sidewalk. A turkey, I feel like they're it'd be harder to 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 get to. Yeah, guys, this is all in my head. I've never obviously attacked mm-hmm. a goose. Yeah, well, turkeys feel like you know when you know in Jurassic Park when the Velociraptor flanks. Yes, I've, turkeys are, they work together. Yeah, <laughs> flanking. Yeah. There is a they set your uh, attention one way and then somebody attacks you from the side. Where geese, I follow this Instagram oh. uh, account called Kids Getting Hurt. 
and it's all videos and not like terribly hurt, but you know, a kid runs into like a glass door at McDonald's or something, just funny stuff. And I can't tell you how many videos where there is a goose related attack where a kid goes running and then like ends up going face first into a fence and it's all geese. They're all, it's all the geese. In fact, Madison, Wisconsin had an open goose season not that long ago to get rid of them. Right oh, in the city. Sure. You could just wow. you could you could put a duck blind up in the middle of a lake and a pond in the middle of the town and just take out geese. I know that uh, cities have done the deer thing too. I think they did one up in Maple Grove at that uh, Elm Creek Reserve within the last couple of years mm-hmm. where they but they I don't know that they opened it up publicly. I think they um, might have sold opportunities for people through some kind of raffle system or something. But. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. You brought that up because my friend Kevin Osgard lives up in Maple Grove. Yeah. And last week he walked outside. He sent a picture to everybody. There was a fawn sleeping right next to his, up against his house, just laying there sleeping. Oh, really? <laughs> a cute little thing, man. That thing was gorgeous. I know they're so cute when they're like that. And yep. you're like, uh, yep. yeah. And then I, I don't know. I, Deer are so, I, they're, they're cool. Yeah, I, everybody I know who has like deer in their backyard, they're like posting, look, there's deer in my backyard and they're posting pictures on Facebook and like, oh, they're blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're all fine and dandy until you freaking run into one of them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, we, in our backyard, we have deer. We have lots of rabbits, lots of turkeys. We got all that stuff going through our backyard. Any coyotes? I guess there was one. I didn't see it, but there was one that came through. Yes, we got a few of them in Richfield too. Oh, you do? Like yeah. I, like I'm, I'm telling you, man. They are, it, because when I would leave early, early for for work, like 4 a.m. at the last show, mm-hmm. I would see a coyote running down the middle of Portland Avenue right before I got to the crosstown. And yeah. three days later, you'd see a sign up in that area like, "Hey, missing dog," and I'm like, "I don't know if that dog's coming back." Oh, yeah. Too many coyotes yeah. in the area. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you to go attack them. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> dumb little. Right. <laughs> oh, well. We had some coyotes, and we also had a black bear a couple of years ago, So, which is also, I mean, that's not that rare either. What I, Do you guys remember, shoot, this is probably three or four years ago, a freaking um, cougar got killed right along the 35W494 interchange? Wow. Like, it got run over on one of the ramps, a freaking cougar, like right in the middle of the Ooh, busiest Jesus. intersection. And I, that to me seemed kind of insane, but I don't know. They say the cougars, um, habitats have spread out a lot more than, you know, they ever were before too. So it seems like the animals are taking over. That's all I'm hearing here. Well, that's probably a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> Get rid of some of these humans. Exactly. Yeah. My mom got stalked by one. Oh, yeah. She was walking down her dirt road up in northern Minnesota, and she heard something off into the bushes. And there was a cougar, like, stu- like, like oh, hunched. You know how they man. hunched down? Yeah. And was walking, so she walked backwards, making Eek. noise until she got to her driveway, and then walked backwards all the way up her driveway, and then finally got in the door. Good move. Yeah. No, they, they they've definitely moved because there was a lot out west. Like there was a lot of Montana, yeah. Idaho, and now they're definitely starting to move more east yeah my my mom had one in her backyard in south dakota a couple years ago too which over on the eastern half of the state which is pretty much you know western minnesota um and that was pretty rare too Mm -hmm. so i'm yeah they're coming for us (laughs) i gotta use your south dakota influence yes i think rudy and i both have to use it okay because yesterday on the show ken herbeck 
announced that uh, he's going to the Black Hills for the 4th of July. He loves the Black Hills. Yeah. I love it, too. I love it out yep. there. But he got to do something that apparently you can't do anymore, so you as a South Dakotan have to get off your ass and help us. Okay. ready? He got to stand on George Washington's head. No kidding. Rushmore. What the hell wow. is that? I'd love to do that. He said, you can't do it anymore. You used to be able to do so it. So back in the day? It. Yeah, I guess so. It's not fair. Yeah, he said that you had to go in before the park opened, but if you knew yes. a guy who knew a guy, he could get you on top of Mount frickin' Rushmore. How insane. That had to be great. Yeah. I you, mean, he's, I mean, was this before he was a, you know, a well-known superstar? No, or was this? No, no, he was a well-known. Okay. God, please so, don't call my friend a well-known superstar. Now I, I got to put up with that. Sorry, I'm a I'm I'm freaking Herbeck fanboy, man. I, <laughs> so I, am I, actually. So um, am I. Yeah, I that doesn't surprise me. Um, what was the movie North by Northwest yeah. where they made yeah. it seem like you could just run up there and get which is not that I mean it's that's not true, but I bet I bet that's definitely true if you know a guy who knows a guy that somebody can kind of get you. Although I don't know, that would probably maybe that was before I don't know that they would have the thing secured like that up there. I mean, it's a big mountain. It How is, the hell yeah. do you secure a whole mountain? I guess uh, he have to. There's a certain way to get up there. Then, unless you know how to get up there, you can't get up there. Yeah, he said that it was a. They basically went up a rickety ladder. A ladder to get yep. to the top of it. That's what he said. So you know, a little South Dakota influence. You know, basketball star brought him to all those championships. You know. Who, who was that? You. <laughs> I, sh- I was not a basketball star. I was, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, maybe I'd still have my GD foot if I was a star, but. Um, what do you mean? Sport. What you're blaming your foot loss to on basketball? Full for sure. Really? Yeah, I should. I should have been. I should have been doing something else. Would you twist whatever. your ankle and then they had to lop yeah, it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Chronic. Chronic ankle problems. Ow. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. But rest in peace. You know, we move on. No, we don't move on because I it's one of my fondest memories. The first time you ever came into the family podcast and took <laughs> and propped your leg up in the corner, my family has loved you ever since. So well, no, I just propped right. his leg up in the corner. <laughs> that was, you guys had me on right after it happened. Yeah. So that was that's when that was. So it was terrific. That's a couple of years ago. I'm fascinated now with the Herbeck thing getting to the top of Mount Rushmore. I know. We got to do it. it, it, I'm sure there are so many, like, old logging roads and stuff out there. It it does not surprise me that there's a back way up there to get close to it. Yep, there is. do it. Now, we're going to do something, though. We're going to do – we'll do a show from the top of George Washington's head – Except for Brittany has to go and sit on Lincoln's head on the other side, so her voice will be a normal tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, Mount Rushmore, but uh, I know a guy that can get us to the top of the IDS Tower. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just hey saying. that's pretty freaking Never sweet, man. Just saying. It's no, it's no national monument, but it's close, you know? I take that. Yeah. I like going on the top of the Fauché. I think that's, like, it's such very a cool, cool. view. Yeah. You got you remember Mike Rafferty, don't you? I don't. Mike Rafferty worked at KQRS back in the day. Became an engineer, voiceover engineer. Oh yes, okay, that Mike. Yep, it's a I know different. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. name is not really Rafferty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he wants me to tell anybody his name. But it's Mike Rafferty. But he he was walking through the Crystal Court at the IDS one day many many years ago, and all of a sudden he heard this loud noise, 
and a guy had jumped off the building and went through the roof of the Crystal Court and landed about 20 feet from him. Yeah. You, oh, so you remember that story? I huh? remember that story because a, oh. good, a good friend of the family helped build that, and they were having like a little like a, a after it was made. They were having like a, a anniversary ceremony, or I can't remember what it was, but they were all there, like the three or four guys that helped engineer that, and then that is when that happened while they oh, were there. Yeah, God. it was awful. What a t- and I looked it up not that long ago, like five years ago. I looked up the story, and. Uh, I, it's amazing that they they printed it. Like there was pictures in the paper where you're like, yeah. Could you not? I don't know. Maybe figure out something else to put in there besides a guy with a sheet over him. Uh. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh. Apparently he he landed literally like 20 feet from Rafferty. Yeah. Jesus, Terrible. that must have been terrifying. Uh, gosh, I don't remember. Well, first I don't remember the last time I've been in the Crystal Court. It's I don't feel like I've time. been down there for. I don't think I've been in like actually in the Crystal Court for like 30 years. What about Mary Tyler Moore's picture from the balcony? What's? I mean, don't I? It, it's just funny. I, I never go down. I don't ever really have much of a reason to go to the IDS tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. We used to go to Sound Eighty there back in the day. Yeah. Did you ever work at Sound Eighty? Sound Eighty was before my time. Ah, I suppose yeah. that's probably mm-hmm. true. Yeah, but that was a lot. Was of it fun a studio? Though. Yep. Jerry mm-hmm. Stenstable was the chief engineer up there. He'd go up there and. That's where I cut most of my Music Land commercials, which is also no longer around, yeah. so never mind. Sam uh, Goody, you know those. Are there uh, even music stores anymore? Independence. Yeah. Independent. Yeah. Ele- electric yep. Fetus. Right. Yeah, places right. like that. Yeah. yeah. But the, the yeah. Sam Goody, the FYEs, all those are all gone. They're all gone, baby. The mm-hmm. old days, man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you gotta go, don't you? I'm get I'm yeah, probably pretty soon. You mean like thirty seconds from now? <laughs> yeah, well, I give you one. I'll give you one more story because maybe this. This. How close are you to the airport or the flight line to the airport? I'm not close. I'm, I am. Oh, yeah, right, I am basically right. right underneath it. Depends on the time yeah. of day, but I'm not too far from it. Apparently, the um, the airport and the FAA are going through a noise study right now, and they're looking for volunteers. So, if you're willing to put a microphone in your bedroom while you sleep. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to study the sound, and depending on what they find out, they may do some, like, mitigation for homes that are in the flight path. I know they, like, replaced windows and stuff a number of years ago, but they're trying to find out if more needs to be done. We had that story um, this morning in the news, too. So, sure. I mean, it's kind of, would it be weird having a microphone in your bedroom? If you think about it, there already is one. Yeah, and that's I, true. I have it plugged in. Yeah, I have it plugged in right next to my nightstand. There and, it is. And you're right, because if I wake up, it's, if it's early, early, like around 4 a.m., and there's no traffic on the highway yet on 494, I can definitely hear that first engine of the day kick on over at uh, MSP. You should do that. It'd probably be pretty interesting. Yeah. You know what you should do, though, too, at the very beginning, if they put a microphone in your bedroom? Just for the hell of it. Just in the middle of the night, go, ooh, that's the spot. <laughs> And then just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you'd have to do some of you that. You have right? to, don't yeah. you? You know somebody's listening to it. Yeah. I think have to, have to. Yeah, just do. Like once every 40 minutes, just go, you want to put what where? There you go. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. No question. Oh, about God, it. The, the Vikings football team just walked in. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Not bad. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, you guys. Have a good day. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Egger, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. We shall take a break and be right back in a couple of minutes. Man, this show is, you know, without Brittany here, the show doesn't drag at all, you know. And Mm -hmm. I look up and there she is again. again. Yeah.
Her picture's been up all morning. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gogo had a tough time sleeping last night. That's why Brittany's not here today. So what I'm going to do basically is I'm going to go over and plant a little noisemaker in the crib and make noise all night. So, you know, <laughs> Brittany never gets any sleep. It'll sure. be perfect. <laughs> we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. At Power Lodge in Miller Marine, their 88-degree sale was hot. But if you miss the boat, we'll have you on the lake before sunset with their hook-and-go special. This throttle therapy just got real. Now through the 4th of July only, bring home your own trend-setting Bennington pontoon with savings up to $40,000 off MSRP. Their showroom is waiting with water-ready pontoons and tritunes, huge Independence Day savings on boat, motor, and trailer packages, Go from floor to shore in the same day with competitive financing options and no money down. Looking for delivery? Just ask their team of experts. They specialize in moving your next party on the water from their place to your place. Over 600 watercraft in stock. Launch into adventure today at Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey and Onamia, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, the world's largest Bennington dealer. This is Tom saying head to PowerLodge.com and get some hook-and-go fun today. Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not included in package. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with the MNFatLoss.com program. really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hadn't been that hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we're having. And I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to mnfatloss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, and save $200 on the program, schedule your free consultation. Save $200. Go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, and always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you to Josh Arnold for sponsoring 
Chris Eggert. Mm -hmm. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Like I said, just had lunch with him last week. Hell of a good guy. Met him 40 years ago. Do you believe that? Crazy. On an, on an airplane. And now I'm robbing him blind. <laughs> or something like He's that. He's teaching you how to rob him blind. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There like, you. This is me taking money from you. You're too good. I love it. Works for me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, in any case, uh, we're about 10 minutes away from uh, Judd Zolgad coming in, or popping on, I should say, not coming in, but he's going to pop up. And we'll be talking about the Twins losing yet another game to a, a really good team. The Twins are pretty much a 500 ball club. They just are. I mean, I think they're 40 and 40 right now, I think, is their. They're just not getting any better. They mm -hmm. had a nice little run at the very beginning, but they're just, they're a, a very mediocre ball club. I thought they're going to be a lot better than they are, actually. But they can't beat anybody any good, and it's the same people over and over and over again that keep giving up the runs and keep you know striking out or mm -hmm. whatever. It just they got to make some changes. Why don't they make changes? Explain that to me. Well, I think sometimes uh, teams are very quick to just go. It's a rebuilding year. We need to rebuild, yeah. and you go. Yep. Well, well, you've been rebuilding now for five years. You got to figure it out at some point. Stop putting so much stock into how the margaritas taste at Target Field, and yeah. let's like start figuring out the, the correct you know, roster to put out there to bring home a championship. It's time. There are a couple of people. The, the pitcher last night, same guy, Pagan. He just gets hammered. I don't. Uh, whatever. Never mind. Okay, I don't really understand this headline, and maybe you can help me mm -hmm. with it because I don't really understand what the hell this means. Do stores like TJ Maxx and Target have a laxative effect? What does that mean? A laxative effect. That's what they're saying. Mm. All right, we're going to find out what the hell they mean by this. Imagine walking into a TJ Maxx or a Target. What's the first sensation you get? Are you ga uh, gauging how busy it is? Uh, is it a smell, a sense of excitement? Or maybe it's a strong urge to use the restroom. A TikTok is going viral where a woman walks into a TJ Maxx and suddenly needs to poop. And apparently, other people can relate. There are thousands of comments about laxative effect of stores like... So they're saying because they have to poop that it's the store. Yeah, I don't know if Target has that effect, but Taco Bell does. Taco Bell would. I know that That's an after effect, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yes, very much so the after that's effect. an yes. after effect. Mm -hmm. um, are you gauging how busy it is? Is it a smell? Uh, there are thousands of comments about the laxative effect of stores. I was just in Target last week, and I didn't have to even pee, no. so I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. I've never had that issue. No, yeah, me either. No, me either. no. Uh, about the laxative effect of stores like these, and some employees even say they're aware of it from having to share restrooms with customers. And it isn't just TJ Maxx and Target. People say it includes Ross, Barnes & Noble. Where the hell is there a Barnes & Noble? <laughs> There's actually one in Eden Prairie. Is there? I yeah. loved. I used to love going to the bookstore, oh, man. Yeah. I loved going to the books. The Borders books over there by Ridgedale and all those. I uh, man, I spent a ton of time in there. It's kind of sad that though that's not around any any longer. Mm -hmm. I'm to be honest with you. Uh, Vince Flynn for my birthday one year gave me one of those. Uh, what the hell with the little the the, the reading uh, little computer uh, uh, Kindle? The, the Kindle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. He gave me one for my birthday. And I tried it for a long time, but I just, holding a book in my hand is, I've always loved that. That is the one thing that's been able to skirt by technology, is, is actual 
yeah. analog books. The only thing nice yeah. about a Kindle is being able to read at night in bed without having to have a right. light on. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. That would be very nice. And that's what I, I did use it for. But damn, I miss Vince Flynn. Damn, bastard. You hmm. died way too young. That's all I'm saying. Just a really, really good guy. No question. I remember one time. Well, he's no longer around, so I can, I, I guess I can tell it, but he's downtown having dinner. And some guy thought he was a tough guy. I don't know what the hell. Vince walked by, ah, your books. And then the guy got very aggressive and even took a cut at Vince. Man. Well, Vince used to go to Washington, D.C. and work out with the CIA. I wasn't there, but my friend Marty was there and said, this guy didn't last too long after sure. he took the first swing. Yeah. I mean, Vince was like 6'3", something like that, just muscular as a sumbitch. Why you would go after a guy like him, I don't understand. I'll never understand that. Nah. Why do people do that? It is, uh, well, you know, usually booze. Yeah, that's true. Number, it is a booze. Number thing. one on the list is it's always, uh, and then, of course, you size somebody up and go, I got that guy. Yeah. I can take him. And then it turns out terrible for you. <laughs> Let's not size up uh, people that big. How about that? Um, <laughs> once at a bar, and I can't say which bar it is. Well, I could say which bar it is. It was not necessary. There was a guy sitting there talking to another guy at the, at the bar, they're both sitting there on stools, and one guy just keeps chirping at the other guy. I'm going to kick your ass. I've had enough of you, blah, 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 blah. You're messing with dynamite. Guy slaps him across the face, <laughs> knocks him off the bar stool, and looks down at him and goes, hey, Mr. Dynamite, why don't you blow up? Ah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, the guy had it coming. Sure. Smart ass. Yeah, there's always the guy. I don't know if you ever had that guy in your group that was, every time you guys went out, they had to fight. Mm, yeah, there were guys like that. Yeah. Yes. My buddy John was like that, and we were at an Oktoberfest, and him and his wife had left the group, and then the next morning, John sent me a picture, and half of his face is decimated. Oh. It's all swollen. Oh. And I said, what happened? And he goes, well, I was walking down the street, and I accidentally rubbed elbows with this guy. And the guy said, excuse me, and of course, I'm half in the bag, and I yell at the guy, why don't you watch where you're going? <laughs> and John's wife starts screaming, kick his ass, John, kick oh, his ass. God. And John's like, let's go. And the guy's like, dude, I don't think you want to do this. And he's like, let's do this right now. And the guy's like, all right. And John comes running at him, and the guy hit him one time, oh. completely knocked him out. And then he felt so bad, he helped him get up off the ground. Oh, yeah. He put him on a park bench. He was like, I told him not to do it. He did. So, yeah. So you always have to have that one guy that wants to fight who gets his clock cleaned and then never does it again. But what about his wife? Why does his wife get off without at least getting kicked in the ass or something? Because his wife is the worst person on the planet. Okay, That's well, why. there's an explanation. She was terrible. <laughs> I mean, imagine just imagine if you guys, you and Catherine went out and you accidentally bumped into a guy and Catherine's like, Tom, you go over there and fight that guy. Yeah, You'd be like, well, she would that. never do that. No, because no she's way. a sane human being. That's why. That's exactly right. She's, I don't know if she yeah. married me, so I don't know how sane she is. But... <laughs> No, I, yeah, that whole deal, go get them. Yeah, yeah really? No. Why would you do that? I yeah. don't understand that Dumb either. Dumbs. Makes no sense to me whatsoever, but what the hell, I suppose it just, it is what it is, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, so I don't know. I, I want to move on from the, I, I still don't understand why they would say TJ Maxx and Target has a laxative effect. Why would a store do that? It's a good question. That makes no it, sense. Yeah. Unless, you know, maybe it's, you know, like I know when you walk into a Menards, you walk up to the urinal and they have like the weekly ad 
Up, it, oh, it's like yeah. pinned up to in the bathroom, so you can kind of yep. see what they have on sale for that week. Maybe that's their their angle is we put a little something in the air, makes you go tinkle, and then we can try to sell you on what we got on special. Well, there you go. So the laxative effect, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good thing this janitor didn't work at a hospital. There's a lab in upstate New York called the uh, Rensselaer uh, Polytechnic Institute. And they're uh, suing a cleaning company because three years ago, a janitor who was working there ruined decades worth of research. Uh, the lab had a super cold freeze holding cell cultures, samples, and other research elements. The free ma- freezer made a beeping sound. There were signs of explaining that this is normal and how it could be muted, so he could mute the beeping if you wanted to. But the janitor found the beeping to be annoying, so he unplugged the freezer. Oh. This is a research freezer that caused the temperature to slowly rise from minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit to minus 25 degrees Fahrenheit. It wiped out 25 years' worth of research. Why do people do things? How do you think it's your job to unplug a freezer... At a hospital. Yeah. How did you ever reconcile that in your own noggin? Yeah, it must just be like a, a narcissistic thing. Yes. Where be. you go, I, I, how, how dare they annoy me with their beeping? Unbelievable. In the lawsuit, the lab says that it caused more than a million dollars in damage. The cleaning company hasn't commented. Yeah, don't be unplugging things at a hospital, folks. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, that feels like the one place... Where I mean, and there's a reason why all the generators and backup, you know, the backups that they have in case the power does go out. None of these people right. that are on, right? You know, we don't lose organs, we don't lose patients, and just even the fact when you unplug something, like if you unplug a lamp to be able to charge your phone, why can't somebody just replug the lamp back yeah. in when they it plug it in? It's you come in and you're trying to turn the light on and nothing, and then you realize, oh, somebody unplugged the lamp to charge their phone and then never plugged the lamp back in. How do we get people to start doing that? Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's impossible. Yeah, I think it is impossible. Yeah. People just don't want to do anything that they, unless they want to do it, they're not going to do it. Yeah. It's very, very weird. Like, I don't want to have Judd Zolgat on, but I guess I have to. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I just keep moving forward. That's the problem with life, man. You can't control things, right? Like, Judd just pops up here, pain in the ass, twins lose again, and I just won't go away. <laughs> I love the your... bear of bad news. Did you notice I didn't respond to your email last night? Yeah, I did. Because I knew they Very had smart. no chance. <laughs> I knew they had no chance of beating them. Judd said, they're going to beat them tonight. Uh, or how, how did you word it again? Oh, let me let me find it right here. I've got it. <laughs> let me find I've got that email. bit of stupidity fresh right here for you, Tom, to just uh, out myself as being a complete moron. So I will. Uh, I'll find my my message to uh, to you, to Uncle Tommy. Oh, I oh I I sarcastically did say watch the Twins win this game, but you know, like they they led. I know. One nothing, and I thought, sure as crap, right? This is the type of game that these these guys are gonna. But you know, as you said, ultimately they didn't have a chance. So I have a question for you, and I, you know, I generally try to steer away from pointing fingers too directly, but I've had just about enough with the Keplers and the Pagans of the world. They never contribute anything other than getting your ass kicked. Yeah, well, I mean, Pagan, so. Pagan, I don't get. I, I don't, I don't understand either. why after last year he was brought back. 
um, beyond the ego of the guys that obtained him to think, oh, oh, we can still fix him to justify a trade in which they got Chris Paddock, who had Tommy John. But I don't right. even understand why he's here as an option. And then, yeah, with Kepler, I have no idea. Again, I don't is either. it because they signed him to an extension and it's ego? They're losing games for us. That's all I know. I know. It's got to stop. Kepler's a good outfielder. He's a, he's a pretty good outfielder, but he can't hit worth no. a damn. No. And, you know, we all expected he'd get traded in the offseason last winter. Yeah. Because yeah. it made a ton of sense. And, it, you know, they just, Tom, they they appear to be so stubborn about yeah. certain guys. Yep. I agree. And it drives me absolutely crazy. Um, and they because of this, they, they continue to basically – replicate the same problems, which I think as a fan is the most maddening thing to watch. It is for me. <clears throat> There's no doubt about it. it. It's just, look, I understand that it's a different game and that everybody can throw over 100 miles an hour now, which I never thought I'd live to see the day where everybody in the major league can throw over. It's Nolan hours. Ryan, right? Nolan Ryan. Everybody's it's now it, Nolan everybody Ryan. Nolan. <laughs> Jesus. 100 miles an hour. And the other thing, uh, Rudy, do you watch the games on television ever? Uh, you know, usually not the Twins games. I'll watch the Brewers games. Oh, that's so. right. You're a yeah. Brewers fan. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe how fast runners can get to first base now. I mean, they f they, they get thrown out by a, by a quarter of an inch every mm -hmm. time, for Christ's sake. So eventually they're going to have to move the bases, aren't they? You know, that's a good question. I, I think you hit on it. I think the first thing that you said is going to be, and this is probably a little ways off, but I think it's going to be the first thing that gets addressed. I think they're going to move the mound back. Eventually. They have to. Yeah. They absolutely Because have of what to. you just said. Yep. Those but two yeah, things. It's, athletically, this is not the game that, that we watched for years. No way. These guys are much better, much mm -hmm. faster, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and like I said, everyone, there's another one, 101. I'm like, what? Everybody can throw 100 miles an hour now. Well, it's when you see that it's that your other people are capable of it. Mm -hmm. That's when people, that's why, you know, like when Tony yeah. Hawk did the yep. 900, that was the first time it had ever happened. And then 12 hours later, a video from a kid in Germany came out of him doing a 900. <laughs> and it's like, as long as you can, even uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Penn from Penn and Teller. Remember the magician? Sure. Yep. He talked about juggling and how he would, when he was a kid, he'd have to go to juggling shows and watch people juggle and then go home and try to, you know, keep it to memory right. to learn how to juggle. But now kids just go on YouTube and you can become a world-class juggler in like a month. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Instructions all there for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're improving as, as human beings, uh, being able to throw a hundred, being able to get down to first base and be thrown out by a quarter of an inch. Sure. I, I, it's, it, it's amazing to watch, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't respond, but I was just in no mood to respond because I knew there was I, no chance they're going to win that game. I thought no there was way. a fighting chance that I, I would I not know. get a response, so I was not surprised. I think one thing that's changed too, Tom, though, is is this: if you go back to the, you know, sixties, seventies, eighties, for sure, I think, and go back to the guys that you, you knew off those Twins teams, for instance, how many of them did hardcore? off-season conditioning and, and improvement. Right. You know, right. would, would go to a specialty place in Arizona like this drive line now where pitchers go to hone their technique and add pitches, you know? I mean, 
Blylevin would go home and do God knows what. But it wasn't baseball, I'm yeah, sure. No. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.